want me to date him. Like, you don't want me to try to, like, figure out his age. That's what you mean. You mean age ain't nothing but a number. And I really shouldn't get caught up in, you know, dates and times. But I know you mean that I can't. You're not trying to say I can't be with him. No, it, 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 you can't date him. Period. Um, you just mean right, like, not right now. I'm going to consecrate myself for 30 days. Bathe myself in essential oils. Like Esther. And then come back. And then I'll be ready. That's what you mean, Lord, not right now. Abraham asked no questions. He hears a word from the Lord. I need you to take Isaac and go sacrifice him. And he goes, got it. Sits on it for a day. Can you imagine dinner that night? Sitting at the table. Mm. Yeah. Sarah, you good? Yeah, good. Isaac, how you feel? Good, good, good. Dad, I'm just feeling great about my life, you know. I got dreams and aspirations. I want to grow up and follow God in the same way you. And he like, mm, okay, that's cool. cool to have a dream. Cool to have a dream. I know God's plan for your life, though, so. Better be done by tomorrow. <laughs> what is, what is, he sleeps on it, wakes up in the morning early, grabs Isaac, some wood, some fire, a knife, some donkeys, some servants, and they go. Because he's ready for the test. Are you ready to take your test? If you're not ready to take your test, you will have to retake. The test, some of you are on your fourth job and you don't realize you got the same boss that you left in your first job. The same situation keeps popping up, but because you didn't pass the test the first time, now you're on the fourth time and you think it's the enemy. No, you just haven't passed your test. God's trying to get you to show patience and some humility in the season that you're in. And you're like, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing when keeping it real goes wrong. have basic points. Point number two is simply this. Take your test. Have you ever seen somebody get ready for the test and then not take it? Not show up for it? Not, not be there to, to complete what's in front of them? So my exhortation to you is take your test. Here's what it says. Genesis 24, 22, I'm sorry, 4 through 10. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. If this ain't prophetic, I don't know what is. Now, now you know that Abraham knew what his assignment was. But look at the faith he exhibits in the moment. 
Me and the boy about to go up to worship and then we'll be back. I don't know how we gonna come back. I don't know if it's like I'm gonna have to carry him back, if he's gonna be alive or not, but we we coming back. So we'll be right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Um, father? Yes, my son. Abraham replied, Uh, um, we, we have the wood, the fire, and the wood, the boy said. But where, where is the sheep? Because, I, I mean, this ain't the first time we've ever sacrificed something. So I know something's missing. Um, where's the, where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. Isaac says nothing else. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. Now, now I need, I need y'all to picture this with me, okay? So, so I got somebody that's coming to, to, to help me give you this picture because this test is not just about Abraham this test is also about Isaac y'all welcome Isaac to the show so so come on come on Isaac so so Isaac this is not like a little six-year-old this is this is this is between a 14 and 18 year old kid who who can carry wood on his shoulders up a hill so this is a strong dude. He has some muscle to him. He has some definition. And they get to the top and he's already asked the question, hey, where is the sacrifice that you're supposed to have? Because I see wood and I see the fire and I see that knife. See this rope. I don't see the sacrifice. And he goes, the Lord will provide a sheep himself for the sacrifice. Here's Isaac's response. Hmm, okay. And so they get up there, and I just want you to imagine, it, it's only those two. And Abraham's like, here, hold that real quick, okay. Got the wood, thank you for giving me the wood. I appreciate that. We put the wood here, uh, and then, uh, okay, and then the fire. We'll need the fire. Oh, you got the, oh, thank you for having the rope. Um, hey, hold this right here real quick. Like I do. How did this kid remain this calm in this moment? He has the strength to take his daddy out. Now, can I just pause and tell you, I couldn't have been Isaac. The way I'm set up, I'm risk adverse. So if I see my dad put fire 
and wood down, grab his knife, shink, and take rope and start putting it around me, my natural reflexes, I'm a, I'm a dude, it's gonna be probably like, you know, it's gonna be a fist and an elbow, it's gonna be a, a follow through movement. I'm gonna be down the hill on the donkey with the service, like, let's ride, dog. My dad done severely lost his mind. When I tell my mama, I'm out. I'm just telling y'all, right, I'm out. This is as much Isaac's test as it is his daddy's test. Have you been trained to the point that you can be in an Isaac type situation? And even though you feel like you're the one that's being tied up, say this must be something God's trying to do. So I'm not going to open my mouth and mess it up. I'm going to sit here to see what the end is going to be. He ties up Isaac and then puts him on the altar. Now remember, this is a big boy. So Abraham didn't like knock him out and then drag him. He's actually getting participation from the person that needs to be sacrificed. Hey, I need you to come over here. Okay, now just, yeah, go ahead and put yourself on the, there you go, there you go. Scoot up a little bit, son, I'm gonna kill you. I want you to be, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you look good. This is a type and shadow of God the Father and Jesus Christ. Isaac has wood on his shoulders going up the side of a mountain. Christ had a wooden beam on his back going up the side of a hill. He had already asked his father if there's any other way that this could happen. Let it be, but if, but, but if not, your will, not my will, but yours be done. Where is the sacrifice? And, 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 and Isaac is acting just like Jesus in this moment. Without saying a word, he comes to this position. And his father is going to kill him. Which brings me to point number three. Please write this down. Pass your test. It's real simple. Prepare for your test, take your test, and pass it. There's some stuff that I don't want to see no more in my life. So when the Lord sends me through something to train me in a way, I'm like, I got that the first time, sir, because I don't ever want to have to go through this. Again. Pass your test. Here's, here's what it says. Genesis 22, 11 and 12. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Abraham! Exclamation mark. Abraham! Yes, Abraham replied almost bothered. Here I am. Like, you told me to get my kid. I came up here. About to do it. Now you interrupted me. Trying to obey God here. Don't lay a hand on that boy. 
The angel said, do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You didn't know when I circumcised myself? For real, sir? You didn't, you didn't see how I was laid up? 11 days trying to heal? Couldn't play with my kids? What? You didn't know that when I left my father's house? Oh, now you really, really know. What did you know before? He says, you have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham put this child of promise on the, on the altar. And literally, you don't need to see this son. And he, I'm amazed at God's patience. Because when he was standing him up, he could have said, oh, that's enough, man. When he put him on the altar, he said, he could have said, hey, stop him. He waited till he got here with it. That's just drama. That's just drama personified. Angel comes out of nowhere. Hey! And here's what I think happened. I think God was watching this whole scene and peeked over the balcony of heaven and was like, look, 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 shh, shh. Hey, hold on real quick. Angels, stop saying holy. I know it. Um, <laughs> some of y'all are Bible people. I love you. Um, it's like, shh, shh, real quick. Look, look, he, he about to do it. He about to do it. He really going to do it. I told him to sacrifice. So he about to do it. Oh, my God. He really. Oh, he done tied him up. Oh. Well, oh, he going to go through it. Hold on. I just want to see. Oh, he. No, he put him on the altar. Oh, he, he took out his knife. Oh, his knife is now over his head. He about to stop him! Michael! Gabriel! Those are the only two names that I know from angels. Um, what are y'all? <laughs> Go down there! Stop it! And he sends him down there. Why, why did he have to stop this? Here's God's perspective. Stop him. No, no, no. You really have to stop that guy. Because if he goes through with this then there won't be one father that has the testimony that they gave their only begotten son. I need you to go down there and stop this from happening or Abraham and I are going to be equals. It's going to be for God and Abraham so loved the world. And I can't let that happen. You better go down there and stop this right now. And Abraham goes... Sure. Because I'm about this life. You know, I left my daddy's house. And then you know I'm. So you know I will. He's like, I, I know you will, but here's what I want you to know. I was just testing you. I was just training you. To see if you were down to do whatever I've called you to do when I've called you to do. Let me tell you something about crazy faith. Crazy faith only happens when you pass training faith. <laughs> Leaving your father and mother's house ain't that crazy, really. You're supposed to leave. It's sad if you don't. Your parents should have a talk with you if you're still there. And you're 38. I mean, without... You know what I'm saying? Some really significant circumstances. You should bounce at some point. You should leave your parents' house. Circumcision? That's a little bit. You're getting close. But when you're ready to give up what you love, 
when you're ready to give up what was promised to you, when you're ready to give up anything that would get in the way of you doing what God has called you to do, that's when you know you've been trained to do what God has called you to do. Y'all give Isaac a hand. Did a great job, man. Great job. He's so chill. Here's what I love. He's so in character. He's like, I'm going to be here until we're done. Let me give you a couple more verses and then then we're going to pray, all right? It's kind of creepy at this point. Here's what it says. Here's what it says in Hebrews 11 and 19. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back to life. And here's what it says in James chapter number 2, verses 21 through 23. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Here's basically what God is saying. Uh, uh, I don't need you to just talk about it. I need you to be about it. Uh, I, 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 I don't need you to just, just, just with your mouth say, I have faith. I need you with your actions to exhibit that faith. And so... It happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. How many people would love to be friends with God? It's pretty simple. Pass your test. Pass your test and here's what God says. That's my friend right there. In the last 23 years that I've been walking with the Lord, there's been many tests that God has put before me. Some tests were to check my pride. Other tests were to check my humility. Other other tests were just to see who I loved more. And he would tell me to put things down in one season, only to give it back to me in another season. And then I'm confused. I'm like, I thought you said that you didn't want me. He was like, I just wanted to make sure that you love me more than you love it. Let me tell you who he calls friends. Those he trains. If you try to get around training, what you're really doing is trying to get around friendship. God wants a friendship with you. And all friendships get tested. They get tested by pain, disappointment, confusion, frustration, even anger. But at the end of it, Here's what he wants to be able to say. My son, my daughter, there's nothing that you could throw at them, enemy, that would make them leave the relationship that we have. Well, how do you know? I tested it. Story of Job. God goes, You shouldn't 
try to make a bet with me. But if you want to, have you considered my servant Job? This is one of the most extravagant compliments that's ever been narrated in all of scripture. That God would bet on a man outside of his son. And literally say, I guarantee you, whatever you do to that guy, he won't leave. Well, of course he won't leave. You have a heavy protection around him. God knew something Satan didn't. Bro, I've already trained this guy. So it doesn't matter what you throw at him. On the other side, he's still going to love me. He was tested. He was tried. And then he got double for everything he lost. I believe that there's some people in this room. Your greatest miracle is on the other side of this test that you're taking right now. I don't know what double looks like for you. I don't know what triple looks like for you. I don't know what more looks like for you. But you'll have it. If you would prepare for your test. Take it. And pass it. Let me add one more thing before we pray. God will never test you in an area that he knows you can't pass. So for all of you that's going, it's too hard right now. It's only hard because you've never experienced it. But he knows you can pass it where he wouldn't be testing you. He will never put more on you than you're able to burden and carry. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I have a complete and utter reliance on the Holy Spirit to minister to hearts while I'm speaking to ears. And here's what I know for a fact. My assignment today was to come here and put your test in context. That whether you feel like you're Abraham in the story or you're Isaac in the story, that God simply wants to do something in your life so that he can give you an experience, a testimony, a weight in your faith, an anchor on the other side. So if God was speaking to you through this message, you felt like it was for you while every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If God was speaking to you personally through this message, I just want you to stand right where you are. If this was your message. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I could look all of you all in the eyes at once, but that would be weird if I could. 
But if I could look all of you in the eyes, what I would tell you, I'll look you in the eyes. What I, what I would tell you is that you're going to pass the test. Period. You're going to pass it. And that by this time next year, things that would have made your knees buckle, you'll have a How it's going to feel to you. I'm telling you, one year from now, there's going to be the same type of situation that you are feeling like is weighty right now that you are literally going to. Ah! Can't even believe he tried that again. It doesn't work anymore. I passed my test. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, he's giving you an experience. So that from now until the rest of time, it won't be a bother to you. So here's my exhortation and my encouragement. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not second guess this season of your life. God has you right where he wants you. He is the one that asked for you to take the test. So he's going to give you the strength to pass it. Don't back down, don't cave in, and don't call a test from God an assignment from the enemy. Do not misdiagnose God's intentions for this season of your life. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Thank you for the amazing. Do not misdiagnose God's intentions for this season of your life. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much. For my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Thank you for the amazing way that you can speak to us through your word. In a way that causes everything in our lives to change. God, we accept the test that you've asked us to take. We're preparing for it. We're taking it. And we're going to pass it. We won't give up. We won't quit. We won't walk away and get an incomplete. We're going to finish this test. We're going to pass it. And we're going to thank you for what you give us on the other side. God, I pray that there would just be a supernatural grace, a lightness in the heart, and a fire in the belly to walk completely through this season. So that on the other side, we can say that Jesus is Lord. God raised him from the dead. I got a story. You want to hear it? Here it goes. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus if you love him. seated real quick again heads bows eyes closed if there's anybody or you don't have to close your eyes I don't care if if, if you want to give your life to Jesus may, maybe the test that you're in right now you realize yo this is not a test from God I've put myself in this test I just want you to raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus
I want to give, I came here with the purpose of giving my life to Jesus. Raise it high. You should be proud to raise it up. Wherever you are in the room, wherever you are in the room, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Hey, bow your heads just real quick. We, we pray as a family here. So I just want you to repeat after me. God, thank you for giving me this moment to receive your son. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. I changed my mind about the way I think and the way I've lived my life. I repent and I destined to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands for all the souls that came into the kingdom. I love you, Transformation Church.